Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Midori Verity. And Midori is considered by many to be one of the most innovative and successful marriage and communication coaches. She takes couples who want to elevate their relationship, are no longer connected, or who are struggling, and shows them how to press the reset button to develop one with way more sizzle, support, and synergy. By the way, she's been with the same man for 30 years. She personally tests everything she teaches. Midori is the author of Secrets to a Kick-Ass Marriage, host to the Kick-Ass Relationship Show, and is the founder of the Couples and Bubbles Events and Retreats. She has a degree in communications and sociology from the University of California, Davis. Midori has been featured on Fox News, CBS, Martha Stewart Weddings, and many other medias. And you're about to meet an amazing relationship coach, my friend Midori. She's going to share some useful tools she uses to assess why a relationship is in trouble and what they need to move forward and heal. She'll also be talking about how certain combinations of personalities work really well together and how others are headed for trouble. You're going to love this episode. Here we go. I am so excited because we have my friend Midori Verity with us today. And I have to tell you, I was on her show. She has an amazing show that I hope she she talks to you about, but it was one of the most vulnerable interviews I've ever done. So, uh, but in that vulnerability is strength and I, I was terrified, but I felt great when I was done. And we're just going to be talking about so many amazing things today. We're going to be talking about the communication secrets for greater relationship success and so much more. So welcome, Midori. We're so great, grateful to have you with us today. Oh, thank you, Debbie. And thanks for, for mentioning my at my show as well. And of course, you are an amazing, an amazingly vulnerable and honest um, and open guest. So I encourage people to go check it out because it was a great interview with, with huge takeaways. Oh, thank you. So let's just dive in. You know, I you you have this amazing book, Secrets to a Kick-Ass Marriage, and you just talk all about relationships and and how to just keep them strong and successful and and tell us just first of all you know what one thing i i definitely want to cover is the golden rule as it relates to any type of relationship what do you mean by that so the, we all know what the golden rule is right we've all heard it it's do unto others as you'd have done unto yourself so speak to others the way that you want to be spoken to and this is one of the biggest myths. In fact, I, I hear this a lot and there's some kind of um, hotel chain that's, that's using this as their promo right now. And I work from the premise of what's called the platinum rule. And what that means is talk to others the way that they want to be spoken to. We all have a different language. We all have a different behavioral style. We have a different personality type. And when we can match that, if, when we can understand it and when we can match that, we're going to be listened to more, we're going to be received more, and our conversations are going to be much more successful. You know, I love that you said that because I remember reading the five love languages and it's so true. It's it's that we each have our own way of being heard and understood. And I remember uh, reading about it saying, wow, you know what? I didn't, I didn't realize like I really love words, you know, where someone else may really love, let's say gifts. And it is so different, but it's, it's learning what the, the other person, what their language is and how they want to 
they they want to be spoken to. So I'm glad I'm so glad you made you know you you brought that out. So wh- what about a personality profile, uh, behavioral personality profile? What's that? So what that's that concept has been around for decades, and what it's about it is about profiling people based on certain characteristics that they have. And by noticing these characteristics, which I'll go over in just one second, we understand so much about them. It's almost like mind reading. It's really quite powerful and I'll give the tips. Um, But once we can understand that, then we know how to talk to them better and you'll see a huge shift. In fact, let me just give an example of this. Mm -hmm. So Debbie, have you ever met somebody and you're talking, you are very outgoing and you're very approachable and I have a feeling it's easy for you to make friends, but have you ever talked to someone who's very different than you and you felt like, hmm, this person doesn't like me, even though I'm being so friendly and nice and engaging and I'm smiling. Have you ever had that feeling? You know, it's so funny you say that because where some some other people may say, oh my gosh, what's wrong with them? My, my first right. response is, what's wrong with me? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. And the reason why most of the time is because we're not speaking their language. So let me just, if, if I can, let me just run down the four. I'm going to really kind of make these into cliff notes. But the Oh no, keep, go for it. Yeah. So we can kind of have an idea. Mm-hmm. So First one is what we call the dominant personality type. This is the person who tends to be the boss. They want to be the leader. You will notice a person who has a domineering personality type because they talk fast, they walk fast, they have a strong voice and a strong presence. They will look at you in the eye. But the thing with a high D is they're very task oriented. They're not necessarily people oriented. So they want to make sure that they are going to achieve whatever the goal is that they set out to do. That's why they're such great business owners and such great leaders. However, they can also get very angry. So they have, um, you know, we all have our tweaks that, that can be improved. So that's the high D. Mm-hmm. Someone who is an influencer, this is the second personality type. These ones are the ones who are the social butterflies. When they come into a room, you feel their energy. They will engage with you. They can actually talk to a wall. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but they like the energy of having people around them and being really friendly and outgoing. Um, they tend to be someone who's a really high influencer, sometimes can be a little disorganized. They don't focus on details. Um, and if you push them against the wall and they're really stressed out, they're going to come back with, with um, anger and frustration and, and they will yell and scream at you. So that's mm-hmm. just kind of the eye, that the influencer in a nutshell. And then the steady type of personality type. This is the third. The steady person is the one who's usually calm. They are great at being a supporter and a team player. We need them so much. Um, They do not want to be in the forefront. They do not want to be the one who is held up on a pedestal, put on stage. Um, They are okay with being in the background. The other thing with a steady type is they want predictability. They need to know what's coming next. They need to know that... um, they need to know that everything, you know, that, that 
when you do A, B is going to happen. That's very important for them. And then we have the fourth type. The fourth personality type is the conscientious. This is your accountant, your bookkeeper, um, the person who comes in dressed impeccably. They, you tend to be very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, they move slower. And so does the steady type. They, they tend to move slower um, and they talk slower. The Getting back to the conscientious type, the fourth type, they want everything perfect. Perfect. It is very important for the T's to be lined and the I's to be dotted. And they are also task oriented. So they are going to be fantastic when it comes to getting a project done, but Mm -hmm. they may be a little bit slow because they want everything to be so perfect. So that's just kind of a very, very brief outline of the four personality types. And and I love that because it really, I, I want to dive into that a little bit more. First of all, I wanted to ask you, can you be a combination of more than one? Almost all of us are. Okay. So that is typical. So when I, the, the explanations that I just gave you, those were at the kind of the highest on the graph. But most of us, like for me, I'm an influencer and I am also a dominant, my secondary is the dominant personality type. Mm -hmm. So that's why I can relate with people and talk with people. Um, I tend to be a little disorganized sometimes, (laughs) but I also can run a business because of the domineering. So it's, it's very common for, for people to be a mix of, of all four or of two or three. Mm, because I saw that in myself too when you were when you were going through them I was like wow I really seem like the dominant type but I love people so that that made me feel like I was an influencer type too and then I had some characteristics in the other ones as well so I guess we're we're a mix is there a combination that works really well in relationships yeah you'll see you'll see people who like you'll see a domineering personality type be attracted to the steady type. And that's a good relationship because the dominating personality type, it's just natural for them to want to lead and to make decisions and to solve problems. Whereas someone who's the steady type of personality is one who they want someone who is going to lead and they will support them and they don't want to be the forefront. So that personality or those two personality types seem to flow well. But let me give an example of what can happen. And that's why this is kind of what our whole conversation is about is when you go through challenges in life, whether it's in your relationship, whether it's outside of your relationship, it doesn't matter. But when we go through challenges and we feel stress, we react differently. Mm -hmm. That's why this is so important. And so one example, a very recent example of two clients that I have the, the husband was a domineering type and he has run successful businesses, I think for over 17 years. It's been a long time. He's very, very good at what he does. However, and his wife is a steady type. She also has a business, but it's all about yoga and Pilates and mm-hmm. kind of calmness. And um, anyway, so he came home and for the first time in 17 years, he couldn't make payroll. And he wasn't too worried about it. He knew he'd solve the problem, but he came home and he told his wife, Hey, for the first time, um, I'm in a situation where I can't make payroll. I don't know what we're going to do yet, but that's a situation. And he kind of left it at that. Mm -hmm. So that was like on a, I think it was on a Tuesday by that Friday, his wife moved out. 
Wow. Uh huh. Moved out. And he was absolutely blindsided. He didn't understand what happened. So long story short, they ended up going to counseling. They went and saw a psychologist for five months. Psychologist couldn't figure it out. He actually told the husband, you probably will be getting a divorce. And when thankfully they came to me and I'm like, wait, I know exactly what this is. And it's Mm -hmm. so simple. You're a dominating personality type. Your wife is a very high S. She needs security. She needs to know that you have a plan to solve this problem. So therefore, all you need to do is go talk to her about what's going on and your plan to solve it so that she has reassurance that everything's going to be okay. Mm. That was it. Because she had said in those five months, she didn't want a divorce, but she was so scared. Mm. She didn't know how to react. And he didn't understand what she was feeling because he doesn't relate with that at all. If dominating a very high D does Mm. not understand a high S at all. So when I say D, dominating S is a steady. So anyway, we just worked on them understanding the different personality types so they could be more respectful and communicate in their language like we talked about in the beginning. And now they're fine. She moved back in. They are doing great. He he was able to make payroll and the business is flowing again. But that's just one example of how a high stress situation can affect a relationship and why this graph is so important to understand. That is just so incredible. And I can only imagine how many marriages or just even relationships or even work relationships would be so much better served if they understood each other's language. Because it really is. It's if, you know, if you're only looking at it through your own lens, you think everybody's thinking the same way you do. And, and I, and even as far as betrayal, that's one of the things that's so hard to understand because we, if we don't work a certain way, we just assume everybody else is believing and feeling and and acting in that same way. And, And we just can't imagine that people are thinking differently. So that's just incredible. So what would be what happens if two people are in of the same type, like two, I imagine two dominant people, that's just like two bulls in a bullpen. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. So a lot of times, most likely two very high D's, if they don't have a mix of other personality types, especially the I, um, it's going to be a little tough because they're not people driven. And so someone who is just a high D is more very, they'll be very successful in their business, but they are going to be the type that rubs you wrong. They're going to come mm. out and say what you did wrong and they're not going to sugarcoat it in any way. And so it can be a challenge because also someone who is a high D, they don't want to be put down by anybody else. So if they're married to someone who's solely a high D, they they're going to have quite a few arguments and challenges. What I see more often is a high D and a high I being married to each other. So they're, they're both a mix of high D and high I, mm-hmm. and they can vary on those levels. But those two personality types being married because they're both outgoing, they both move fast, they both like to enjoy life and, and be with other people, The problem that I see in these relationships, and I'm thinking of a particular couple um, that I worked with about six months ago, they, when they fight, look 
out Mm. because it gets very emotional. It gets very personal. They will attack one another um, with their words and with their anger. And if they have not learned how to control their emotional outrage, you know, where Mm. I know, you know, this Debbie, when you get, when you're really, really angry, our brain doesn't doesn't, doesn't keep it all together. Mm-hmm. So things that we normally wouldn't say come out when, mm-hmm. when our, our blood pressure gets to a certain level, it's almost like we lose our mind. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's an actual thing. And so that's what happens when you have a personality type that's a high I and a high D, they will kind of lose their mind and say things that are very vicious and create a lot of problems. Wow. So this type, so this couple that I'm thinking of, we had to really work on helping them come down from their anger, mm-hmm. learn tools to um, immediately diffuse the frustration and the attacking. And so that's what we did with this couple, but also helping them realize, okay, here's what's happening. This is what you guys are doing. And if you want to stay together and make it work, these are the areas that we need to focus on. And so now they will notice it, but they will physically take a break from each other and go take a breather and then come back when they're ready. But they both understand that that's what they need to do. Huh. Okay. So that, so that would be the, the, the high D's. Let's talk about the, let's say a high S, two high S's. What goes on there? I imagine not nearly as much. (laughs) Yeah. Two high S's are going to have the most calm, relaxed relationship. Mm-hmm. The issue with two S's is that they may not get a lot done mm. because they they tend to perform better when there's someone who's a leader. And two high S's, they want to keep the peace. Um, also, they don't often a, pro- a problem with two high S's is that they don't communicate because they don't want to create any waves. And so what I see in couples that do this, in fact, the couple that I'm working with right now, they've been together for nine years and they have let all kinds of problems build up because they never, they never discussed it. They just kind of brushed it under the rug, thought maybe it'll go away eventually, but it hasn't. So resentment has built up, especially on, on the wife's side. Mm -hmm. She's very resentful of the husband and very frustrated, but she never told him until the point where it erupted. And basically she came home and said, I'm pretty much done with this relationship. We can try to work on it, but mentally I am disconnected from you. So that's the issue. If you're a high, if you're a high steady type of personality, be aware that, that often you don't communicate what you're feeling and that can come back and bite you. So it's almost like you need to build a muscle of, Okay, I need to learn how to communicate more and say what I'm feeling and force myself to do it because, you know, just like a muscle, as you use it more, it becomes easier. Mm. And so that is a big important thing for anyone who is the steady type of personality is to learn to use that muscle because you'll be much happier and you won't feel like a doormat as much. Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. And I want to talk about the different combinations that may be more inclined to, to have a betrayal experience, but before we get there, so let's talk about two high C's. What goes on with them? Two high C's. You can tell a high C from a mile away. They're very conservative. 
um, they tend to stand back. They're not going to be the person in the front of the room. They move slowly. They're quiet. When they speak, like if you're in a business meeting, um, you'll see a high C because they, when they do speak, they have something profound to say. They, they've been thinking, you can tell that they've been thinking about it and they're very calculated when they talk. So a relationship that has two high C's, they are going to be like two scientists or two very, um, two people who are very focused on facts and data and um, they don't like fluff. So they're going to talk to each other. You know who makes me think of this mm. is the show um, with, oh gosh, what is it called? It's with the four scientists um, or engineers and the, let me think of it. I'll think of the show, but um, there are four scientists and mm-hmm. they, <laughs> there's a couple in it that um, they are both high C's and they're mm-hmm. very smart, and very intelligent, but they talk very seriously like this. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and they have a hard time with fluff. And so that's what you see when you have two high C's. They're going to be very cerebral and talk about, um, talk about factual types mm. of subjects. Okay. So what's the, what would be and I want to still get to, let's say, a betrayal combination that you see often. But what would be a, like a really, if you saw, if you you tested them and you gave them the profile and you saw this combination, you'd be like, oh, this is this is not going to work unless you make some changes. What what would that combination typically? T- of course, everybody's different, but typically, what would be a combination that does not work well? Well, two high D's are going to have a tough time just because mm-hmm. of the way that they respond to stress and the way that they communicate. Um, so that's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. A high I and a high C also can be challenging because they're opposite, total opposites. Um, you know, the high I wants to go out and, and be around people and talk about fun topics that are entertaining. Whereas a high C would rather stay home, um, maybe watch a movie or read a book but they don't want to be around a lot of people. So Mm -hmm. that can be a challenge as well. Mm. Now, okay, so let's bring this back to betrayal now. Are there types you typically see? Because, you know, when when you mention the high Ds, I could, you know, on one hand, I could say, wow, I could totally see a high D uh, betraying. But then again, the ones who don't speak up that much, the yeses, and and don't communicate what they're feeling, I could see that as being uh, someone who may be more, prone to, to, let's say, have a betrayal experience. Is there something you typically see? I've seen it in all areas. So mm-hmm. I can't say that one personality type is more likely to, to betray. Um, in general, the high S's are very loyal. And But I have seen it where they get pushed against the wall and they're just looking for attention because they haven't been receiving it. So therefore, they may go out and seek positive, positive, um, compliments and someone who's going to be attracted to them because maybe they haven't received it and they haven't asked for it. They haven't mentioned it. I would have to say a high D and a high I are the most prone to betrayal because the high eyes are just, they're the one, the, the influencers, they're the social butterflies. So they're going to be the ones who just naturally flirt without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they attract people to them because they are so open 
and they're so friendly. So it's easier for them to attract people to them and they may attract a male or a female who's interested in them. Mm. For the Ds, they are not people oriented. So again, we are talking at the very high spectrum. Again, Mm. once again, most people are a mix, but I'm just kind of um, trying to make it as simple to understand as possible. Sure. So someone who's a very high D, they aren't focused on people's feelings. It just doesn't come naturally for them. So if they have someone they're working with, if they have someone they know and they're attracted to, or that person shows them attraction, they may be more um, prone to pursue that without Mm -hmm. necessarily thinking of the consequences. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Can you change your, your profile or, or at least, I guess, lessen some of the aspects of it to a degree? Yeah. So let's talk about that. So when you take what's called a DISC assessment, so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about this assessment that people can take. When I get that back from people, when I look at it and I'm reading their assessment, there are two graphs that are, that are there. So what is your natural graph? So that's what you, what your personality style is like when you're most comfortable. So maybe it's when you're at home or with your best friends that you've known for years. That's how you naturally approach or naturally come across. You also have an adapted graph and that can be different depending on the job that you're in, in your relationship. If you're in a high stress relationship, your adaptive graph may be much different than your natural graph. That's when you know there are problems. That's when I can point it, I can see it right away mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, that I'm noticing that, like, for instance, I'm noticing that on your natural graph, you're a very high eye. However, on your adaptive graph, your eye is almost at the bottom. What's going on? There's something going on here and I can tell. So that's what it is. In general, coming back to your question of can you change In general, when you are looking for a job or a relationship, you want to stick to as much of what comes naturally for you. So if you are noticing that you are being pushed outside of your comfort zone, not just like trying to do something new, but where you are really unhappy for a while. So whether it's in your job and you're being forced to be, if if you're a high eye and you're being forced to be in a in a room by yourself with no windows mm-hmm. for long periods of time, you're probably going to go a little insane. That's probably not the right position for you. Also, if you are a high S type of personality, like the steady personality, and you're put into a position where you have to be a leader, your adaptive graph is going to show stress in there. I'm going to be able to see it right away. Mm-hmm. And so we can deal with this high amount of stress for about 18 months. And then after that, that's when people start to to really show big symptoms of stress and not doing well anymore. So that kind of gives you an idea. In general, our natural graph stays about the same. It will not change that much, but we can learn techniques to help us improve in certain areas so that we can acquiesce in relationships. Right. Oh, that's so interesting. And how do we use this to, I could just, <laughs> just imagine someone on a, on a date with someone just to like, okay, let me ask you a few questions <laughs> and, <laughs> and giving them the assessment. How do we use this when we're choosing a partner or choosing a job? How, how can we use this to our advantage? Yeah. So we can tell a personality type and I went through it a little bit and I know I, I kind of skimmed over things, but Someone who's a high D and a high I, they move quickly, they talk fast, 
um, and they're they're more boisterous. Someone who's a high a high a high steady personality type and a high um, conscientious personality type, they're the ones who sit back. They're going to move slower. Their voices are going to be softer. So those are some clues to pay attention to. If if someone comes in and they're they're you know talking slower or moving slower and they're dressed absolutely impeccably perfect, their hair is perfect. You know they're a high conscientious personality type. Mm. So you have to kind of get to know what you are. It's, it, I recommend for everybody to take a disc assessment, even if, if you did before, take it again and think of it from a relationship standpoint, because when you're, we take it, our results will come out differently when we are thinking about our situation. So whether it's for a job or whether it's for at home with our family, our results will come out a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So I recommend everyone takes one. But if you are a high dominating personality type and you need an assistant, go for that high steady personality type. You are going to do the best with them. Also in a marriage desk, that's where you are going to have the easiest flow. Someone who is a high influencer, you're going to need someone who can, who can, who wants to go out with you and kind of hang with you. Mm-hmm. So I would say someone who is a high um, influencer, someone who's a high steady person can also work. Also a high dominating personality type can work with this with a high influencer, but you just have to really understand how to communicate and understand how you react when you are under stress and how the other personality type reacts under stress. It's very, very important to, to recognize that. You know what I love about this? I mean, this is something that we each have a personality type and we may have more characteristics of one than another, but there there could definitely be that blend. But it's so true. When you take a look at it, you can see who you who you are so naturally and see who could be potentially a really good fit based on what works well with your personality. What do you want to make sure everyone knows before we wrap up? I want to make sure that we understand people. You said it in the beginning. The way that we see the world is not how others see the world. So if you're bashing heads with your partner, often just some tweaks in the way that you understand them and the way that you respond to them will diffuse situations so that doesn't mean that you have to agree on, on subjects, but you learn how to communicate much more effectively. I love that. So it's all about not the golden rule, the platinum rule. Midori, how do we learn more about you? Where do we go? You can go to my website, midoriverity.com. Or if if this is of extreme interest to you, this whole idea of personality types, go to fixmymarriage.net. And that's where it goes into more depth about what we're talking about. Oh, wonderful. I know you helped so many uh, individuals and couples today just uh, figure out who they are, what they need in in their personal relationships and in their professional relationships too. So this was so incredibly helpful. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh gosh, thank you for having me. It was my pleasure and always happy to share something to help help others. So thanks for having me, Debbie. How great was Midori? I love how she uses the DISC assessment to identify personality traits and then uses that information to coach couples to adapt and adjust so they can have a more peaceful and harmonious relationship. Stay in touch with her by going to midoriverity.com and we'll have her links in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. 
It's not about the golden rule when it comes to relationships, but the platinum rule, which is all about speaking the language the other person speaks so you know you're being heard and understood and you know they're hearing and understanding you. And here's a gift from me. Head over to pbtinstitute.com to receive my gift of how your biggest crisis reveals your greatest gift and let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.